Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 289. Today is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. Up, elephant in the room. I am so sorry that I did not tell you guys yesterday that we were starting half an hour early. That is a boo-boo on my part. Um, and I realized that after the day had ended, I was like, oh no. Uh, and so thank you for rolling with the punches. There's people online already. Uh, so thank you for bearing with us. Uh, it's going to be a great show. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah fire podcast on there. That'll really help us out. Um, and then of course, if you're listening on the Spotify app, make sure to rate us, give us an honest review. That'll really help us out. Um, also, anytime you guys donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, all proceeds go towards keeping this free. Um, but it's the double whammy, as I say, because you support this ministry, but you also will, by default, also support the amazing water well efforts that we're doing in Uganda, Ethiopia, and beyond. So we're going to play a quick video on that, and then we're going to get going. Jaja Zaina and her great-grandchildren have gone their entire lives without clean water. They spend their days collecting dirty, unsafe water. They have been praying for a miracle and that prayer has been answered. Because of your generosity, a water well has been drilled near Jaja Zana's home. Would you join us in providing clean water to the people of Uganda? Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams. 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. So again, that is just a snippet of one community, but many communities. We're digging a new freshwater well every three days. So that's one look into one community, and there's so many more. Uh, I can't wait to get a final number of this year, just how many people we've impacted. A lot of people are coming to the Lord as a result of this. Um, for many people, this is a huge answer to prayer too. So um, guys, thank you so much for all that you do, investing in Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams, um, and it's also impacting these people as well. So God bless you guys. All right. So my guest today, uh, we've had him on once before, but I wanted to have him on again. Uh, he's a kingdom entrepreneur. He's got irons in multiple fires, as entrepreneurs do. Uh, he's the founder of Kingdom Warriors NFT, but he's also currently developing a film series called Legends of Aladria. Let's give it up for my guest today, Eric Skeldon. What's on, up, what man? Is, what is what? up, man? I am super excited to be here. Yeah. What's up, everyone? Yeah. Welcome back to Elijah Fire, dude. Welcome back. Um, all right. So like I said, you are developing a uh, film series. You tend to be a series. So if I, is that correct? I can say a film yeah. series. It's intended to be a series, okay. but it looks like some of the some of the potential uh, distributors that want like either what's a streaming platform. You know, it wasn't a big enough budget to where I think we uh, will do. Uh, so what is it called? Like a theater release. So it's looking like it's going to go straight to a streaming platform nice. and, um, you know, as an episodic uh, four, basically four part miniseries. Think of like when you look on Netflix and you watch those kind of shorter series, mm -hmm. it's kind of like that. Nice. But then it looks it can be cut for a, a you know, regular film. And so but it, yeah, it's right now it's being finished as a miniseries. Nice. And what's the progress on that so far? I mean, I know it's. It's a big undertaking to uh, get anything developed, yeah. whether it's a film or a series. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting right now with this, the timing, whether it's the WGA strike, the SAG, which is like Screen Actors Guild, yeah. Writers Guild of America. Like, um, and thankfully, you know, we were kind of under the radar on some of it. So 
Um, it, we're not as as affected on some of that, but just the whole industry, in a way, I mean, kind of has like there's just been a, kind of a lot of delays in the in this project and film, and kind of like it's kind of like building a house. Like you invest in the house, and like you're right. then you're developing it like uh-huh. foundation by foundation, whether it's yeah. score, you know, because after you you shoot it, then you got to edit it and get it perfect. Then that you're editing, and then like they once you finish editing, they call it picture lock. Now it's picture locked. All the edits are together. But now, how many of you guys have seen a film and like without the score, without the sound? And it's, it's weird, like, man. It's kind of weird. It's the just soul, like you can, dude. It's you the soul see. of the movie. Yeah, the sound is the soul of the movie, and so it's yeah. like then you got to have a really good composer and sound, and then then you have uh, the visual effects. Like so, when they're doing something, that you hear the noise or you hear the or you see the visual when um, so. Uh, it's going good. Um, so it's in post-production, a lot of, you know, score and visual effects right now is what, what's happening since it is like a fantasy, uh, kind of film we ended up putting, you know, at first, like, I guess the producers didn't think we were going to put as much visual effects, but then after they saw it without it, they're like, yeah, we definitely need a lot more visual effects. So yeah, we're adding a lot more than we originally spice. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's good. It's, um, and it's cool to just kind of be on the journey. I think, you know, I didn't know about all this stuff. So it was like, it's all new learning for me. But sometimes I think I can get in a place where it's like, man, you want this house built, you know, just yeah. build the house. Like I thought it was going to be built quicker. And, yeah, you know, it's like, and then it takes longer. But then one of the things that was a blessing and, you know, a divine delay was because of um, the delay. And then we didn't, we couldn't have forecasted or predicted that, you know, the whole Hollywood and there's no new content being made no yeah, one's at all acting, no one's yeah. writing no one's allowed to like uh, one of my other friends uh hired the former uh screenwriter or the screenwriter of the first uh lion and the witch in the wardrobe chronicles of narnia yeah. and yeah. she can't even write even though they've already paid for it they paid for, but because she's wga if she writes like she'll be kicked out of the wga and so it's like um anyways for us because of the delay and because of now the timing now the the studios and the streamers that or our buyers are now like hungrier for our content. So our content just like is way more valuable now. Yeah. In a way like that delay was like actually a blessing. Yeah. That's it's interesting how that, I mean, cause I, I view it ultimately as a good thing. I know there's a lot of people, I, I there's a lot of people that, that spew venom at Hollywood. And I, I'm always like kind of a counter voice just cause it's where I do feel called both my wife and I both do. Um, and uh, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of people just be like, yeah, good. They can just stay and do their thing. But I'm like, it's actually a good thing because uh, it's addressing greed and it's addressing all kinds of other things. And there's a lot of like old systems that are mm-hmm. in, in play that need to be kind of altered and changed. So I see it as a good thing. Um, but um, what have you learned? I mean, just during this process, obviously, because there was maybe you could talk uh, again about what even prompted you to do this to start venturing into story? Cause this is your first venture into actual like story, like filmmaking, correct? Filmmaking. Yeah. First yeah. film. Um, I mean, if you go on YouTube, you can watch some of my YouTube, like short films from 10 years ago and it's like really bad. So probably don't go watch it. <laughs> hey man, we all got to start somewhere. If you want to see it, I have a couple you know, myself. Yeah. I had my Canon, you know, T3i DSLR and yeah. 50 millimeter lens and a couple different lenses. And I was just, I would like shoot these old videos of like the sky and the stuff. And I'd be like, I'd be like the trees, the stars, the sky, God <laughs> created everything. Like I would just, but make was it was a voiceover. Like, yeah. Like voiceover, oh, odd voiceover with my blue Yeti mic over, like over nice. just like a little clip of like just something random. Yeah. And it was like, I think it's like a little spoken word thing called God's grace or something. Yeah. But it, I look at it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I made such like weird, funny content, yeah. <laughs> but I had a decent camera. So it's like, and the, the microphone was okay. So it was like, it was like, ah, oh, I thought it was like kind of cool. Cause it was like the voice sounds decent. And then the, the camera quality is good, but the actual storytelling aspect of it, I was like so bad at, yeah. but, um, I would say, um, yeah. So what I've learned is, is there's just so much like moving parts into uh making a film than just we think like it's almost like you go in any industry and you're like you're like find out how the food the bread from your house that you just order we just order bread right you know it's like the best thing since sliced bread and we just go get bread 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like normal. It's like get bread, put some yeah. peanut butter on it. But then you, if you go study the industry of bread and how it gets delivered to you, the shipping, the logistics, the packaging, where does it come? And you're like, what the heck? Like there's, there's so much that goes into yeah. this bread that just like we just go get at Walmart or Target mm-hmm. or wherever. And so it's I think looking at that, like all the different post-production, pre-production, all the people in the planning process, the the um, cast and crew. And, you know, I because and, and it just I think it shows you the fivefold. It shows you that you don't have to be good at everything. You don't have to like you think if you want to be a filmmaker, you need to know everything about film. You need to be, you know, you know, whatever Cameron plus Spielberg and plus like I need to know how to do cinema photography and director photography. And I need to know this. I need to know that. And it's like what I share with our community all the time is like I didn't know anything about most of this stuff. You know, I had a I had a desire and a passion for storytelling and film. And, um, and then I was good at ca- like bringing on good people, a partners, partnership and producers yeah. who know all the cast and crew and cast uh-huh. and directors. And they've worked with many A-list actors and I shared the vision with them, brought them on board. And then we shared the vision with our zoom. And then we brought in resources from some, uh, you know, from some wealthy Christian people that really believed in the vision of this film. And it was like an orphan to King story. It was like this thing about Neo. Like the original idea for the film was like Neo understanding who he was by the end of the film where he could fly. Yeah. You know, he's finally knowing his identity. He's the one. Yeah. In the beginning, he's just like, you know, scared and he's like just nervous and like mm-hmm. thinking like, man, like I can't do this. Like, why are you picking me? Like, just put me back in the brainwash and I don't want to know anything. I don't want to be responsible for anything. And it's like that was like this orphan that didn't know he was the heir to the throne. So it was a lot of biblical stuff, like the fact that we're co-heirs. So I, you know, God gave me this story that was a lot of biblical even truths in this whole fantasy realm of this world called Eladria. And so, and then we just hired really creative people uh, to help us, you know, create art, concept art, music. Like before we even like did anything, like we hired musicians and mm-hmm. artists and, you know, just storytellers and writers to just really help, you know, take the vision of what it was and then keep making it better. And then obviously the screenplay writer, which is, um so the producer ends up being a really good screenwriter he ended up just writing an amazing like i gave him you know the story the big story we're going to do for our trilogy which is what we're gearing up for now and we're like god showed us use what's in your hands like use what's in your community and make something with whatever you bring in with your community so instead of like taking the three-year process to do the big trilogy we did a prequel and so our producer and screenwriter helped us like base it off the world of the trilogy and make a prequel story, which is what we did now with less than half a million dollars. Yeah. And that's sort of to whet the appetite. And you're also, I would imagine probably going to use that as sort of a, a way to shop, shop around the bigger ones too. Yeah. yeah. Cause then, cause if you look at it, like for what we've done, even the fact that we brought an A-list actor on, like, let me give you an example of a testimony of God's glory. So Indiana Jones 5 came out, right? Same time as Sound of Freedom. Mm-hmm. And some people were hating on Indiana Jones. Like, I, I like both. I'm like, I didn't go watch Indiana Jones. I watched Sound of Freedom. But I like, like, I, I'm like, I was I, I was happy with Indiana Jones. One, because Harrison Ford is pretty cool. Like, I have some. Yeah, I like Harrison we're, Ford. We're out there with him in Wichita, Kansas. I used to live in Wichita. He used to bring his plane out there. And he's just, a, you know, I have some friends who met him when we were at, like, when Bethel came out there. And we we brought Chris Vallison out to Wichita for the first time, and some people bumped into him. And he's just a cool dude. I just think he's a cool dude. But anyways, and then John Reese Davies was in that movie. So here's some Sala. favor. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Sala, who was in Indiana Jones Five. So he had a barely a big, barely like an appearance in Indiana Jones Five. But you know, he has the whole line about dates, dates, bad dates, yeah, bad something. dates. Yeah. And people like <laughs> it says a historic line, which yeah. is cool because I was watching this BlackBerry movie about the the start you know the the start of blackberry and they have that scene in there like all, all the nerds and the the founders of blackberry the phone but let us know in the comments if you guys ever used to know about blackberry maybe it's too yeah dude i was just thinking about there. blackberries the other day that's crazy yeah <laughs> well, go watch that movie it's actually a really good business like you will see the good and bad of starting a you know billion dollar company anyways they were all the like all these like kind of nerds created it and they loved that that scene was like the scene and like god was even romancing me like showing like like that how historic like because it was basically out of all the nerd cool scenes like it showed the bad date scene like they were watching 
And so it was like God romancing that. But anyways, long story short, you know, he got paid over a million dollars for like a couple days of shooting Indiana Jones five and like 1.5 million. And, (laughs) and we were able to get him in our film just because he loved our story Mm -hmm. for like a fraction of it, just because he wanted to help support us. And so, and, and he ended up not being able to come in person, which he was about to. And then he ended up just narrating the whole series, but I guess, and he's going to be in the next one, but there was just so many things like that, like to where, even if you go after your dreams, like, People will, you know, like, you know, just there'll be favor on it. You'll get deals um, like on all the costumes and all the leather and stuff. We had a guy that did all these Comic Con and collected like he had this um, this from there was a movie with Matt Damon where he's like fighting off all these like zombies or something on this Great Wall thing. Oh, Great Wall. The movie is called Great Wall. Yeah, Great Wall. Yeah. Yeah. So we had like the costume from there and in the wardrobe like of our the guy who had uh, did our costumes and it was just like, and they just like, there were so many people who just, you know, just came to support, even though, you know, you can't get like the Hollywood best, you know, costume people, but it's like, God just showed up with the right people and they weren't even all believers. And we're able to even minister on there on the set and stuff. Yeah. So how, how did the ministry on the set work? I mean, uh, was it just, you know, they start asking questions and you just yeah. start talking? <laughs> when people just start seeing you just laughing and some people are talking about God and some people are just like, yeah. just like, I don't know, just, you know, being in an environment where you're just like able to even encourage people without like using, hey, I'm going to prophesy over you or mm-hmm. like, hey, can I encourage you or can I share what I'm seeing for you? And just you know, God really, he loves the creativity in you. He loves yeah. that he designed you to be creative. He designed you to how you're able to act and just like, you know, or whatever their gifting was on the set, the cast and crew. And, you know, you break bread together every day for 20 days. You know, everyone lives, whether it's the hotels. And then we even did it outside of our producer's house there in Minnesota. So we just, you do life together. So it's yeah. like doing life for uh-huh. 20 days with 30 people and you just, you know, as you start discovering more of their gifts and talents and hear God, hear from God for, for them, whether they're far from God or they're like, they're spiritual, but they've been, you know, hurt by religion or whatever. And you're just like, all right, God, like, what do you see? You know, they're your child. Like, what, what do you like about your child? And then if you share some of that and it's, you don't have to, we didn't like, I, w- I don't know if we had anyone converted on there, but we definitely had people that were asking questions about the faith and why seeds, we're, man. yeah, why, why we're, why we believe with the way we believe and yeah you know well and look I, I, the same i guess this would apply to anything not just like film but if you are different uh in whatever atmosphere you're in and say you are in a leadership position people notice that and actually all you're doing is laying a foundation of them wanting to work with you again you know and that's going to just that's more watering those seeds that have already been planted, you know, those people. Um, so I would imagine, you know, as you guys embark on this, um, you're going to have some of those return people that are like, yeah, I'll work with those people again. They were awesome. You know, kind of weirdos cause they're Christian, but you know, <laughs> I'd take that, you know, like, you're happy like all the time. you know, so. Yeah. I think the more we can just be joyful and like, mm-hmm. like, I think, I don't know. I think George and Banoff, you know, said it the best one day is like, He's, or even like Steve Backman from Bethel, they're like, you know, joy is a 30% of the kingdom. Like joy is like, we should, if we're not carrying joy and if we're miserable and angry and like bitter mm-hmm. and it's like, man, like, I don't want to, I don't want that. Like, I don't, cause some of the people that maybe they're, you know, may like, they're just like eating healthy or, or like, just like being grateful and practicing like gratitude and stuff. Some of those people that don't like know for sure that it, all the joy comes from heaven and Jesus and all that. Some of them are actually happy people, but, and like, they're pretty like, have a, but they just haven't really seen it. So it's like, if Christians are like, we're stuck in religion and we're just being religious and angry and bitter and judgmental, then nobody's going to want that. But if they actually see heaven culture and an atmosphere of joy and peace and love, and like, we're actually showing up with the fruits of the spirit, like, they're going to be like, man, like you guys, like, how are you so, you know, happy even when this film is delayed? How are you so happy when, you know? that person's, you know, betrayed you or, you know, or you're, you had a, a sibling or someone pass away and it's like, you could still just be like, all right, God, you're still good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That really, that goes a long way. And I remember even back when like, 
like in 2020 when I've shared this before, but when, when, um, you know, COVID happened and I was talking to a non, a, a non-Christian acquaintance of mine and he was like really scared. And I was like, and I was communicating to him why I wasn't scared. And he just looked at me like, I was from another planet because I'm like, what? He's like, why aren't you scared? Like, that is crazy, you know? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And so I think that stuff doesn't go unnoticed by by the world, you know, when especially for those of us that work in, you know, non-Christian environments or non-exclusively non or ex- maybe they just don't work in exclusively Christian environments. Uh, that our demeanor and how we conduct ourselves is so important um, because your actions are really going to go noticed, you know, um, by people. So, uh, but I want to go back to something that you'd said about, you know, you didn't really have a whole lot of experience doing filmmaking stuff, um, but you brought uh, people around you who did. Um, And that like they say, staff your weaknesses, that whole Mm -hmm. thing. But Something, some great advice that I got, um, I, I've just from watching, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, prestigious directors, they've said, you don't have to know about anything. What you need to know is how to communicate your vision to people because mm, those so people true. know how to do it. And that applies to life period. If you're in any form of leadership, I know there's a lot of people listening who you know, God is pushing them into different arenas and they're like, this feels way too big. I feel like I need, you know, eight, eight, nine, ten 10 more years worth of, of studying before God pushes me into this. But I feel like he's thrusting me into this. You being able to communicate the vision God has placed on your heart. That's what's important. And then having the humility to say, I don't know, and bringing people around you. That's such a great illustration for, you know, what you're doing, Eric, of, um, you know, you're living that right now, you know? Wow. Yeah, I think that's good. And there was a a friend of mine who helped in like the integrator in a book called Rocket Fuel. So if you ever want to look at like visionary and integrator, you know, and um, his name was Casey and he was like, and then he he built like, I think it was like $4,000, but he ended up turning into like a 40 million portfolio and exited and then now he's like into like just more leadership coaching and helping people like be integrators so integrators are sometimes number two like they're not the ceo in the face like the steve jobs like an integrator would have been steve wozniak steve wozniak Mm -hmm. actually was the foundation the reason why it went the reason why the systems and automation and everything was coded where steve jobs is going out there and saying iphone is going to be the next big thing since sliced bread Here's why you need it. He's like, and he's just getting you to like go in the ups and downs of the story of the industry of phones, the industry mm-hmm. of the iPod. And now we don't even use iPods anymore, but Steve Jobs right. sold him millions of iPods because he showed the vision of it and that what our life would be like without the iPod. And now it's like they're obsolete, but you know, yeah. at that time in history, you know, he was able to show us like the value of it. Yeah. Your yeah, vision. For sure. for sure. So let's kind of dive into, uh, cause we were talking a little bit about this, uh, backstage, but I'm curious just in terms of technology in general, you have kind of, you have a lot to say about technology in general and how that can actually be used to further advance the kingdom. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. demonization of technology and Johnny Enlo just released a, a word. I think it was last week or two weeks ago about, Hey, technology is not of the devil. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on all that. Yeah, and shout out to Johnny Enlow. Um, you know, I'll, we just moved from from near them in Franklin, and um, got to meet with him a few times. And he got to speak uh, at our like our investors dinner and at our world premiere, and even to share some amazing stories and just like bless bless the the arts mountain and just um and so shout out to Johnny. But yeah. I think um yeah with technology, technology is really what God showed me is the key. Like technology is the key that is able to help us open the door for the solution. Like we're talking about solutions. Like you're the solution. You're a form of technology. Like like right now, like your brain is a form of technology. The your thoughts, your thought patterns, as you're able to um even go outside and um, you know, experience sunlight, experience um, you know, thinking about solutions, thinking about other people, thinking about how to help people, how to do this. You're like and then you're asking from wisdom from heaven 
now you're asking for this divine intelligence to operate with your technology from the cloud to you know to your to your brain to our like our you know mainframe and be like all right god download these blueprints download these solutions yeah like i needed keys to from the spiritual because the bible says that the unseen realm is more real than the seen realm therefore everything we see is like these you know technologies this camera this microphone it's like it's good but it's like god has this unseen technology he wants to start releasing these keys releasing and a book that really helped me see some of this was keys to heaven's economy by sean bowles and oh yeah as we start really start accessing um you know these technologies these blueprints you know we're going to see kingdom billionaires that are going to be the next bill gates the next mark zuckerbergs and i believe that we're going to see this because god wants righteous rulers but he wants righteous rulers not to just like us to just you know cast down all the the you know the people who you know the wealth is going to the wicked because they're solving problems on earth that's helping millions of people he wants us to you know have the heart for people for millions of people to say what is the problems how can we build technology and technology whether it's an application that one to many you know everyone has an iphone or you know 60 percent of the you know usa maybe has an iphone so out of those there's 300 whatever 85 million people if 60 percent have iphone how do we put an, a technology, an app, a tech company on there that can solve, you know, 60% of those people's problems? And, you know, it's like, what are those problems? Like what, and just start looking at your day-to-day life, you know, what, like with ChatGPT right now, like copywriting, you know, I have to write all these long pieces of copy. Well, now I can feed it my writing, my essays, the way I write, and then I can create a persona using AI, and then I can have it write and write without with better grammatical you know stuff and actually be able to write um write for me even in college i was talking to some people who just like got their doctorate or oru and other things and they're like man this has helped me so much on my thesis on my papers and then they're like the universities are encouraging encouraging us to like actually use it to have our writing to have our persona but still edit it obviously edit it and make sure it's good but to use it for research because the amount of time that we're going to be saving because we're in a season of acceleration uh-huh. that the amount of time we're going to be saving. Now we can spend more time, spending time with God, spending time with your spouses, spending time with your kids, spending time on the things you love because we're going to have a technology that's going to help us accelerate and collapse time and do, do things that would take us, you know, like Nehemiah was able to, you know, build the wall and where the experts took, you know, many decades and he was able to get it done in such a, you know, such an amazing amount of time. And that's what we're entering in this next decade is going to be a decade of rest, but a decade of rest where we're getting more done out of rest than we've ever done out of stress and striving. So you see AI as being a part of that. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. AI is going to be a part of it. Our laptops, the internet cloud, you know, the cloud, like, I mean, all the different technologies that are coming, um, are all just, I mean, in the prophetic too, I mean, there's many prophets that are seeing it, whether it's like different, you know, whether it's like Tesla, like everyone loves Tesla and the stock's going up and solar is growing. The solar energy um, uh, market is just growing and growing because we're really just seeing like, wait, like oil. And like you see, like when you drive by and you just see like these, like whether these different places are just like putting so much gas and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's the way everything's always been done. But like, even asking the question whether you're Republican or Democrats, like, well, why should we just be like pumping out like gas and oil or just different things? If, if we can harness the power of the sun, if we can harness the power of electricity, if we can harness the power of what Tesla was working on and they like, you know, Tesla, like they just kind of like the Tesla coils and some of the stuff that Nikolai Tesla was working on uh, with different, different energy sources. Mm -hmm. And like, if we can do that and God can give us blueprints and patents and technologies and how to do it and how to, how to use it. It's like, why wouldn't we to make one things be less wasteful and two us to be more efficient and more like productive. And so just like the industrial revolution, the AI and smart contracts, blockchain, cryptocurrency, we're entering a new industrial revolution where people weren't outside anymore having a, you know, wives or, you know, whoever's taking care of the laundry aren't outside all day having to just 
spend all day literally just drying clothes. Like imagine how miserable of a life that would be. And now yeah. we have a, a electricity because someone failed 500 something times and then finally succeeded with electricity and then now solved the problem. And now we can just click com- some buttons and still it's now too much. People don't even, we don't even want to do that. I hate doing laundry. Yeah. So I'd rather just have instant, not even, not even somewhat instant. I'd rather have yeah. super instant. Clothes deteriorate after one day of use. So (laughs) you have to change them. Yeah. You always have to get new ones. (laughs) Like think about like Lyft and Uber, like Lyft and Uber. I was a huge advocate for Lyft. When Lyft came, like I, like they, they signed me up as an ambassador. I ended up bringing like thousands of new users. I was so passionate about the app. Like I would, I would drive in it. That was like my first entrepreneurial thing. Like while I was in university of North Texas, getting a business degree was just driving people around and referring people to Lyft. And I would create these codes like Cowboys. Uh, I was here in Dallas area um, during the time, 2016. I was creating codes like bar perks. And I was giving them to the owners of the bars with business cards saying like, Uh hey, your people need to get home without driving and not get DUIs. Let me solve a problem for the the bar owner. And I would just give them the bar perks code. Hey, we can get $50 of free ride credits. So Lyft was giving out free ride credits. They got millions of users, became a multi-billion dollar company. And people like me were the ones bringing people all over the country, like being ambassadors, which that's, you know, they solved a problem. And so Christians, why can we not build our own lift to where we have ambassadors of that, you know, kingdom product and solution that get paid, you know, tens of thousands or thousands of dollars to help spread a good product solution, give out the, what's called taste and see marketing. You let people try the free $50 in free ride credits. And once they try it, they're never going to go back to calling the stinky, like smoking taxi that, you know, you don't know if it's sketchy or whatever. You'll just yeah. call it Lyft and Uber and, you know. When a lot of taxi drivers now are like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go drive with Uber. Or I'm going to go be a Lyft driver. Like it, like it's actually freed people up to kind of control their lives a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. That's really interesting thing that, though that you're pointing out, you know, a new industrial revolution because to add to because you mentioned like solar power electric vehicles um you know cryptocurrency all of that even ai um i uh i do think it's an important discussion to go where do we apply this and where do we not apply this Mm -hmm. um but um the another one that i was thinking about is there's like a lot of push now for um hydrogen fuel cells for cars too that's a whole nother thing um you know and so uh i know that's happening in detroit right now um yeah man i think i i think that there's there's two different ways we can look at this and and um i think look history is met with a lot of people that put a stake in the ground they go no no, 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 not, not in this area. Will this technology be applied? And I do think that it has its place, especially if God has given you a, a hill to defend what I guess we should say, but I do think that it's important to, um, I, I think Christians have been behind in a lot of stuff historically because we're so rather than like what you're talking about of looking at these things and going, well, hang on, like we can actually use this stuff to our advantage. Um, and the, rather than like trying to like prevent stuff from happening, hey, let's try and let's get ahead. Where's the need that needs to be met with this technology? Boom, let's use it. Um, and I think that that is a way that a lot of believers are going to be put into these big mm-hmm. positions of um, of leadership um, because they're they're actually beginning to think that way. Going, well, hang on, like yeah, yeah. When I have a good. Um like something I just recently been learning more about. So we had like 40 of these like web three founders that the VP of innovation at uh, Oral Roberts university, ORU brought us all out. And we did this big, like, uh, like collective conference um, with people in the AR, VR, AI translation space. But one of the things I've seen recently, I was talking to, um, I was talking to just these different AI translation companies and right now, how AI is really being used for advancing the gospel um, is before, like there was all these languages in the world. You know, the Bible says that, you know, God's going to come back when, you know, the gospel has been getting to every uh, like nation and tongue. Mm-hmm. So tongue is like, uh, you know, the language, you know, right. Mm-hmm. We know English. 
a lot of us don't leave the country, so we don't ever think of anything but USA, America. But, you know, in terms of the Bible, it's talking about every nation tongue. Like, so there's all these people groups. So there's like over, I don't know, like just, I don't, I don't want to misquote it, but basically just like 1400 plus like languages that have never have basically, they have like a blank Bible. Like they have no Bible, right? They've never gotten a Bible. They've never even like, we, we have a Bible everywhere. Like we can read a Bible anytime. We almost like just don't even read the Bible anymore. I think data is showing that, you know, young people right now is like the most illiterate when it comes to the Bible because we've we've had it. it's like when you have something so much that you just take advantage of it or yeah. take it for granted so we don't even care about the bible anymore it's just like oh i know a couple bible stories from you know sunday group mm-hmm. but it's like we don't even really care about the bible anymore and which is a problem like we need it right we actually need to know the word and so anyways in these other nations and tongues they're actually just so hungry like when they get the bible they're like oh my gosh the gospel of john you know jesus said this i get it like it's like so revolutionary the gospel it's so amazing and like so anyways i've been working with these different ai translators that are and they've actually formed a co- like a coalition of like all the biggest ones have joined together and like billionaires from hobby lobby and others are like funding it so they can actually use ai translation to now and other people are just from all over the world are sponsoring it to where they could just get these bibles made and go deliver it to each of these languages and they're just knocking out languages through AI and now, now through AI, even getting better and better. Now these different languages that you have to translate the Bible with these unique language patterns and language sets and data sets. Now AI is helping us get it done at a like much faster time. Interesting. Now you can get the Bibles printed, take them to the village. And now like I've seen these videos, I was at that retreat near uh, Trilla studios that Chick-fil-A and built this like retreat center called Windshape. And we we're over there last week and, you know, getting to see some of the, some of the ministries that we're doing. This is called Illumination. It's kind of funny because I think one of your, one of uh, the team is yeah. Illumination. Uh-huh. But the, the, I think the, 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 co- the coalition is called like Illumination. And um, anyways, it was just really cool to see the videos of these, these people getting the gospel, them going out. They'll, after they finish it, they'll go out there and like present the, with the Bibles in their language. And they're so excited and they're like, you know, it's just like so, such a big thing. But it really just it it just showed me how much we take for granted in America, everything we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when things are oversaturated like that, it's like, yeah, like even clean water, you know, like I was yeah. at the top of the show talking about wells, you know, just realizing like turning on my tap and filling up, you know, my water filter or whatever um, or drinking straight out of the tap, you know, like th- it's something that we really do take for granted um here and just i think that's awesome man i think it's it really like shifts people's perspective because there's a lot of demonization of ai yeah i'll admit as an artist i i am very uh my wife and i both are very anti Mm -hmm. using ai to to replace physical artists because it's like that point is it art like it like it's just a series of calculations is it art at that point? I mean, art is subjective. So then that's like a whole yeah. other question. Uh, yeah, someone that's might definitely. See it, but yeah. Yeah. And I think there was a federal judge that just said, if you made um, AI art, you know, the new the new rule he, that from that federal judge, which I don't know if that's just like, you know, obviously it's going to just keep seeing more and more case law but basically that it's not it's not like it can't you can't use as your copyright or something Mm. like you can like you can't monetize it like you can just post it right you know post it but you're not gonna be able to like sell it or say it's yours so there's gonna be yeah it's gonna be an interesting next you know 10 years i mean that's part of even the sag and wga they're talking about Mm -hmm. like ai screenwriters and ai you know so i mean it definitely can obviously you know it can take jobs of art or copywriting and i think it will it is going to eliminate a lot of jobs so you just in a way it's like yeah ultimately you can only control what you can control so obviously some of the legislation just like it has happened with crypto it's still taking forever to get real legislation on crypto like mm-hmm. coinbase you know became a billion dollar company it's on the stock market and then now the sec is like okay wait we need to actually figure out which of these are securities because coinbase has all these different you know, basically stocks, but they're uh-huh. not securities. They're just like tokens. But then now they're saying, oh, maybe these are just securities. So like they're mm. just now going back and it's like, well, wait, we're already a public company. Like 
already multi-billion dollar company and now you're now you're saying now like, you're having this conversation conversation yeah. about these tokens you know yeah yeah help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today so um we've got i, I want to be sensitive to your your time uh so we only have a little bit of time left but i wanted to actually talk about um there's a line, there's a little bullet point here that says, we are the solution to the earth's problem. So we've been kind of blanket talking about that, but I want to talk a little bit more pointed to hear your heart on this and just an encouragement to the body of Christ. Cause there are people being put into positions where they're like, this literally doesn't make sense. Why, why mm-hmm. I'm being asked to do this. But um, yeah, so let's, um, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, yeah. So yeah, I would I would say a word that really sort of helped me was original intent. And you know, and as you start studying original intent, like what was God's original intent? You know, like the kingdom of heaven, you know, what was the original intent? And as we go back to the original intent, so like if you're looking at health, you know, like what's the original intent for health? Like and you start asking God and start like really working with God in each industry, like what would be his original intent for creativity, for art, for family? And be like, God, what was your original intent for family and marriage? Like 50% of pastors or Christians and the world get divorced. Like, what was your original intent for family? Like, why are we messing this up so much? And so right there, like that's that data and statistic for marriage. The fact that Christians, like 50% are get divorced. Like there's so much solutions now. Okay, so what's your original intent? As you start asking up original intent for family, for unity, for your children, then like there's so many solutions and services and coaching and different things that now that you start studying um, the obviously the problem. Right. And then now it's like, God, what's your original intent? Like what it was your desire That's for good. us in this, in this uh, sphere of society and this, like in this, you know, in this area. And then as you start just really working with God on it, if you're passionate about that, he will start downloading it too. He will just start writing it down. Habakkuk 2.2 says, wow. write write the vision down and make it plain. Start writing it down. That's what mm-hmm. I did with Kingdom Warriors. That's what I did with our film. That's what I've done with everything that have, has come to life. And, you know, in the in the whole guru world or self-help, you know, it's whole like write your goals down. And it works because it's biblical. Write your goals down. You're going to, you're 40% more likely to hit them. Write your, you know, write your plans down. I want to want to accomplish this, this, and this. And you're more, way more um you know and then right how are you going to do it you know when are you going to do it and as you as you start anyways as you go look at the original intent for that you know that problem and um and then man there's so much in the marriage world and then like for let's say uh like pornography like there's like studies that like 60 70 percent of men in the christian church are struggling with pornography so we probably need like an army of like pornography coaches to have like actual coaching accountability systems mm-hmm. like there's you know an app called covenant eyes i mean there's that mm-hmm. like that is trying to solve that problem and they're doing a good job so there's like now as you start looking at like what's the original intent okay well it wasn't for us knowing good and evil or it wasn't for us to see like in the matrix the woman with the red dress that uh-huh. you know <laughs> david it was Bathsheba, and like like now okay this is the problem that men struggle with so it's like where are the coaches where are the, the strategies where is the accountability groups where right now guys won't even talk about it so because they won't talk about it, they're all isolated mm-hmm. when they're all isolated guess what they're all defeated so like yeah. who's going to come up with the problem to get us not isolated the problem you know so it's it's really just looking at each thing each problem each statistic each like hey this is where the enemy has done this is where we're at in 2023 whether it's ai okay so for ai for instance if one of the problems is oh well we don't want it to steal our art or this and that, you know, partner with an IP attorney, create like a solution that, you know, filters, you know, it breaking the law or doing certain stuff. And now like, be like, okay, this is a solution for the problem of everyone's scared of it doing this partner with someone that like knows the law, like works with technology or solutions, and then now solve the problem. Like, let's create an application or a service that is the vetted, hey, this is the vetted thing. Here's why we create an algorithm that tells you that this, you know, cross that line and this, this, you know, like Spotify and there's like these sound banks. Spotify had to like, if you go watch the documentary Spotify, they had to like call up all these record labels that own all the songs and like the, like the royalties or something. And they had to like make a deal with them 
So like, there's like, there's, that's, what's going to be like in the future. I think with AI, it's like, there's like these groups and these things that have like all the, you know, they, like they, they have like the royalties and they have like other people have to work with them to, to figure out how it gets distributed. Like if you go to Nashville, Tennessee, like I looked on music row, there's like all these different divisions of the music industry that have like the, they're like controlling the different parts of the music industry from royalties to distributions to management to all the different forms of how money gets made in music. And so you just look at any industry and like find out which part of the um, logistics of the distribution of that industry. And like, there's so many issues in each of those industries. And it's got like, and if you look at I what I do, like as a consultant or just like how my brain works now, I guess it's from loving startups and business and culture and like growth and solving problems is I just like look at industries and then I'll just like, I'll look at the industry, find the problems in that industry. And I would just ask God, like, God, what, what would the kingdom do better? Like if mm-hmm. I were to start a music label, you know, I would, I go, I talk to some of my Grammy winning Christian artists and some of like the people I know that are, have done a lot. And they told me all their problems. They said, man, I sold 4 million records. Here's how the money broke down. Here's how I got screwed. Here's how this happened. I'm like, dude, like, let's just start a record label and do it like this, this, and this. Cause like you guys sold 4 million records and you still got screwed. Like, so yeah. how would you, like, what would be a win-win for the label and for the artists? And like, if I wanted to, you know, go and raise money, start a kingdom music label right now, I already know all these problems I could solve in that industry because nobody's, I mean, some people are going after it, but not enough. Yeah. So what it sounds like really is, is shifting people's mentality from defensive to offensive and that what was the original intent, I think is a really good key to that. Cause as you said that, man, I just felt like felt something shift, dude. Like it was like this giant light bulb went off oh. collectively. Even for me, I was like, yeah. And then like this and this and this, I started thinking like all these different things. So I think that that's, Amen. I mean, you just gave people a really good key, dude, right there. So, um, you know, we're pretty much out of time. I would love for you to actually pray specifically into that for people, what I just said. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Mm. God, we just thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for Elijah Fire, the stream. Um, we thank you for all the all your kingdom citizens and saints and um, children listening, that they are a solution. They are, um, you know, known by the hairs on their head. Um, You've known them, you've created them, you've birthed in them ideas and solutions that only they're going to be able to bring to pass. Um, Lord, awaken, awaken them, awaken them, awaken them to their potential, awaken them to what they have inside them, awaken them to what is, is, is sitting within us that we know we're born for more. We know that we're meant for greatness. But for whatever reason, we had a story, a story that was either spoken over us that we eventually came in agreement with that we were, you know, we were not capable of it. We're not smart enough. We're not good enough. We're not popular enough. And I just break that in Jesus name. And we share a new story over you, a story that you are a son, that you are, have access, you are loved, that you have unlimited potential within you through Christ mm-hmm. and you can do all things through Christ that you are more than a conqueror that you're you're capable you're able you're you have people in the body of Christ that can partner with you that can lift you up and even if you've went through bad partnerships in the business world or ministry world um, we just even you know ask for forgiveness upon the people who have hurt you and try again you know try to partner again love again work with people again work with the body of Christ work with other people to accomplish things. And, um, we just thank you God for, for, yeah, giving us your spirit and giving us access to all things in heaven, to your love, to receive from you, to, um, partner with you, to steward things and manage things here on earth. Um, and it's just a great joy and honor and blessing that we get to, uh, partake in this, uh, all the infinite possibilities that we can, love people, serve people and create amazing things here on earth and uh, make it look a little more like heaven. You know, you said that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us, let us see in the media, the news, Elijah fire, our streams that it is look like more like heaven. You know, our, our films, our movies, our cultures, our families start really looking more like heaven and um, let's start showcasing and sharing those stories more. And thank you in Jesus name.
Mm, amen. All right. So, Eric, how can people follow you? How can they follow the progress of Legends of Eladria? Give people the details. Come on. So the most updated, we just updated our website, KingdomWarriorsStudios.com. It's right there uh, in the bio. And then on just all social media, it's uh, Eric Skeldon. On Instagram, is real Eric Skeldon. And yeah, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we, yeah, I'm I'm just excited to keep keep creating solutions. And you know, I kind of do this whole thing like I try to build build in public. So as we're building, you know, the things we're building, we like to just share. Here's how we're doing it, you know, and really break it down so people see, you know. And I'm I just interview a lot of other business people that are you know spirit filled. So you can see how do they create a ten million dollar solution? How do they create a one million dollar solution? A hundred thousand dollar solution? And the more you, the more money follows value. So the more value you create in the marketplace, the resources are going to come. You don't even have to think about money. Just think about solving a problem, adding value to the marketplace, and the resources will come. So you want to build more water wells, solve more problems. You know. Mm. So yeah, love it. So everybody, links are in the description to all of his socials websites all that good stuff it's under the follow eric section so go ahead and follow him show him some support um dude thank you so much this was awesome i know you're a busy guy i appreciate you setting time out for us it means a lot absolutely hey well looking forward to it and i'm gonna have to have you on we're, we're finally gonna launch the show in the future so I'm oh great have to have you on. awesome yeah we'll, just, we'll be in touch for sure so i'd love to um everybody have a blessed tuesday Tune in tomorrow, Wednesday. We've got Jesse Green back on. Uh, it's always a good time with Jesse. So that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time. 5 p.m. Eastern time. And it's actually at 2 p.m. Pacific time. I promise. It's not 1.30. I'm not pulling a fast one. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's going to be tomorrow. Also, ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you guys donate. And that's how you can get in on supporting this ministry um, and Elijah Streams at large. And then also the water well efforts that we're doing. Amazing things of your guys's donations so god bless you guys we'll see you tomorrow with jesse green at 2 p.m pacific, 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time okay bye this has been elijah fire thanks for listening for more episodes like this you can check out the elijah fire podcast on elijahfire.com on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts you can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m pacific time on youtube rumble twitch and facebook Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Mm-hmm.